Good morning, everybody. Hey, welcome to Tuesday, September 28th. Hey, it's great to be back in the office after taking several weeks of uh, downtime and a little business education also for about a week. So, hey, but it is good to be back in the office. Good things, uh, hey, coming up here shortly as some announcements being made. And but, but we are glad that you joined us today. Looking forward to our conversation with Dave. I mean, the markets are... Uh, have a lot of pressure this morning. We'll talk about that more when Dave joins us here in just a few minutes. Madonna is. I am so glad you're here today. It's 8:40, and I was kind of having fun earlier this morning, saying this is a day I have waited for for months and months. Yeah, it was under 70 for a low this morning, and that was the reason to declare it a high holy day. But the other reason I've been waiting is Philip Statler is back in the saddle. Let's check in on your money and see what's going on. Downtown we go to the offices of Statler Financial Services. Philip Statler is back from the left coast, and he's in the saddle and ready to talk. Good morning, Philip. How are you today? Hey, good morning, Dave. Hey, doing well. You know, we did. I had, uh, I was gone almost three weeks. Um, now, not all of that was fun and pleasure, but but about two weeks was. Uh, I did have about two weeks of some downtime. Uh, enjoyed Napa Valley, Sonoma Valley, and some of that stuff. San Francisco was uh, uh, not so enjoyable, but it was interesting. Uh, but uh, I was going to say, you were telling me about the that I've been poking fun now for the last week saying, boy, I know Philip's going to be glad to get back to Florida. They have vaccine passports over there, do they? They Well, they do. You had to show if you wanted to eat inside a restaurant in San Francisco, uh, you had to have a proof of your vaccination, um, a picture of it or something to uh, to be able to eat inside a restaurant in San Francisco. I knew they were doing that in New York, but I didn't realize they were doing it out in California. I guess I'm not surprised, but, uh, you know, it kind of makes you realize, I mean, okay, fine. I'm a believer in vaccinations, and uh, I don't understand why so many of the opponents are excited about masks, but the idea of having to prove your vaccination before you can walk in the door, uh, that just seems utterly foreign to us here in Florida, doesn't it? It really does, and it's it's town by town, city by city over there as to – where you had to and where you did. I mean, I got to San Diego for my business meeting stuff and uh, it was more like Florida. I mean, very few people wore a mask inside or outside. Um, and so it was uh, kind of a breath of fresh air when I finally got to San Diego. <laughs> I've, got, I've got a friend that used to work for Qualcomm out in San Diego and he says it's like a different planet compared to the rest of California when you get into San Diego. It was definitely, um, yeah, like I said, it was a breath of fresh air to get there and not have to wear that mask the whole time you were inside a hotel. Understood. We, we do have to mention something because we carp and moan about the gas prices around here and uh, the fact that they're bumping their nose on and going over $3 a gallon. Uh, what were you paying for gas out there? we got to mention that. You know, in North uh, in Northern California, up Napa Valley, Sonoma Valley area, I paid as much as uh, $4, and I think it was like 95 cents. Um, and, and obviously, it was not uncommon to see 450 to 460 Holy crap, Hola. Yeah. Uh, I, I was telling you, the gas prices around here notched downward a little bit last week when the Wawa's opened up. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> 
4.85 a gallon just is absolutely mind-boggling. Let's go to what we're actually supposed to be paying each other to talk about today, and that would be the markets. Yesterday we had a, uh, what we call a little bit of a mixed day because the Dow actually eked out a little bit of a gain, up 71 points. But the S&P was down by about 12.5, and NASDAQ was down by over 77 points. And a lot of that, I was guessing yesterday morning, was the fact that the uh, bond yield has been going up markedly over the last couple of days, hasn't it? It, it really has. I mean, I was uh, kind of looking at stuff, getting ready for this morning. And I actually on the plane yesterday, I was watching CNBC. So kind of getting, getting my head around some of what's happening. And, uh, you know, the 10-year Treasury yesterday was was going up. The yield was going up substantially. And today mm-hmm. we're at over one and a half percent, almost uh, almost 1.55. And, and that's a significant increase, Dave. It certainly is. And as we've mentioned before, the NASDAQ stocks tend to be more debt sensitive than the other one, than the blue chips on the S&B and the Dow. Uh, the NASDAQ exchange is going to react a little bit more markedly to that. Plus, you add on the fact that they've got so much international trade in the tech stocks going on over there. Uh, the Evergrande situation in China and the uh, transportation issues with all the stock, all the uh, container ships lined up outside of L.A. NASDAQ tends toward being a little bit more volatile than the other stock exchange indexes are for those reasons. Well, that, that's true. And I'm, I'm kind of looking at my ticker over here, just looking at kind of the month. I mean, we're not at the end of the month yet, but man, we are getting really close. And it looks like if we continue at the rate we're going, especially this morning, uh, we're going to end up with um, everybody in the red for the month of September is what it's looking like, Dave. Based upon the last week or so, I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, we've been herky-jerky for the last couple of weeks, especially when the Evergrande crisis broke in China the early part of last week. I think we had a 690-point dip on the Dow one day. It takes a little time to make up that ground. It does. And, you know, a day like today where we're actually a red across the board is not going to be helpful. Yeah, it doesn't look too good when we get to the futures, and we'll explain that in a minute. Economic inf- information that comes out this morning, not really the earth-shaking stuff, but some indications that are interesting anyway. Inventories at the wholesale level and the retail level reported. Wholesale inventories last month were reported upward by 0.6%. In August, well, once again, we're one month at arrears. We were up by 1.2% on the wholesale side. Going into the fourth quarter, I would call that relatively good news. But retail inventories, are we actually stocking up the stores? No, they were up by four-tenths and four-tenths of a percent in July. Now they're up only by one-tenth of a percent in August. So we're starting to stock up in time for the holidays of the retail side. But it doesn't look like the stores that are selling the stuff on the retail level are uh, actually picking up the stuff they need for Christmas. So there's kind of a disconnect going on there. Yeah, David, you know, and I'm sure you've talked about this over the last couple of weeks, but uh, being in California, it was a big eye-opener because it was it was across the board. I mean, all the news channels, even local channels, were talking about the port and, and how many ships were sitting out there trying to get in to, to offload their containers. And a lot of it was... A trucking shortage. They were having a hard time getting trucks, enough trucks to offload the the ships. So um, there's more than just uh, there's a lot of logistics going on there trying to get uh, trying to get that supply chain back up and running. 
Understood. It was fun for the short term, and I mean, it was a relatively short term shutdown, measured in you know a small number of months when we were totally shut down. It's taking forever to get things back. At last check, I saw that I think they said they had fifty six container ships out floating outside the port of Los Angeles, waiting to get in there to unload. And there aren't that many uh, harbors that are capable of handling those thousand-foot-long container ships. So they're kind of screwed until they can get the truckers in to unload them. Yeah, that's uh, so true. They're just, they're just, it's hard to believe we can't get stuff off ships, but but that's where we are right now. You know, Dave, talking about just some macro stuff and political stuff, what's happening, the other issue that we've got to deal with is the debt ceiling. Um, you know, that's coming up here shortly. And, and I'm not so sure that that may be putting some pressure on the markets uh, today, too. When the first thing hit that they were talking about how they might not make their deadline of the 30th of September, we had a big herky-jerky day on the indexes. And then I kind of read it, that investors kind of settled back and said, you know, we played this game of chicken for so doggone long. They always get something through. Are we really going to default on our debts? How many times have you and I sung this song over the last 10 years, Philip? They always play chicken with it and end up passing something that gets us through, and we aren't going to default on our debts. So uh, we're going to get nervous as the day as the week progresses, though, because the 30th is only a couple of days away. That's right. It really is. And as news comes out, what's it going to be, you know, what's it, what's the headlines going to look like uh, over the next couple of days? And, and I think that in itself, even though we know that something's going to come through, that something's going to get fixed, that, um, you know, the average investor is going to be watching that marketplace and that's going to affect what the stock market trades at. Absolutely. You can always tell when the headlines hit, uh, the market goes haywire for a day. And like I said, I always say, you know, calm people. We aren't going to default on our debts. The worst case scenario, the Democrats can push through anything they want as far as money only on reconciliation. So if the Republicans are ogres on this, and I'm not placing blame on one party or the other, they can get what they want through if they need to. All they need to do is peel the stuff that doesn't qualify for reconciliation out of the bill and just squirt through the Senate at will. That's right. And so again, it comes down to politics, right? And that's where we're at right now. And that's playing chicken, see who's going to win. Absolutely. Speaking of politics, one of the things that might affect things today is they've got both uh, Janet Yellen, the Treasury Secretary, and Jerome Powell from the Fed on the Hill talking to the Senate of the day. Now, they maybe should be talking about things like inflation, like how to be able to improve the job rate and how to do all the other things the Fed's worried about. But five gets you 10, they're going to be talking about the budget bill. I'm sure they will. But I did see a couple of headlines, though, from Powell. Um, indicating that he may come out and start talking about how inflation may be here longer than anybody expected or anticipated. So that, to me, is a big deal. Oh, yeah. I heard one Yahoo from the Fed that did a rubber chicken circuit yesterday morning said he doesn't think inflation is high enough. I'm trying to figure out what kind of a penalty we can give him. Yeah, really. I mean, that's, uh, (laughs) dude, I'm telling you, when you go to the grocery store, it's just crazy. I feel it. Hey, other tidbits we've got. You had some news on Ford, and for some reason they're going through the roof on my pre-market trading. What's going on? They are. You know, we've got a couple earnings reports, but let's start out with Ford. They're not having an earnings right now, but they did a couple things. Uh, they are accelerating their push into electronic vehicles. Um, hmm. They're actually going to build a new U.S. plant and 
three battery factories. Um, so that's uh, an $11 billion project that Ford's come up with. And they're, uh, they're being rewarded this morning up almost another 3.4%. Yeah, they're toward the top of my big winner list, and Ford has not been one of the uh, darlings of the stock market lately, so I figured something big had happened there. Yeah, so so good news. I mean, I guess it's good news. I mean, it's good news from a construction standpoint because they're building some factories, and that's got to be good news um, uh, for, for the construction industry and the manufacturing industry. Uh, the other thing we had, though, we had Thor Industries, and Thor Industries, to me, is, is a big uh, bellwether uh, when it comes to recreational vehicles, because that is their business. Uh, they came out and beat substantially. They were expected to make like $2.92 a share. They made $4.12. Revenue was through the roof. Um, still seeing demand for their RVs being strong with a backlog um, at a record high still, which is, which is crazy. Um, so, so we're looking at Thor up uh, almost 2.5% this morning. Cool. And that is good news because discretionary spending is a big number that we look at a lot for the economic recovery. That absolutely is. And uh, I think that's people still want to buy those RVs and, and it's a, a safe way to, to get out of the house and go do something. The last earnings I have for you is a fact set. And fact set is uh, where you and I get a lot of our information, you know, gets parsed through. Um, they're a financial information provider. Uh, they beat by 16 cents a share revenue ahead of projections. Um, they they have an increase in sale in their, their analytics, their contents, and their technology solution, which is good. Uh, they uh, don't have any trades yet this morning, uh, so they, they actually ended up yesterday down 1%. We'll have to see what happens when they have the first trade this morning. They expect a recovery when the market opens up with them, I expect. Resetting the table in the morning, up on the Dow, down with the other two indexes yesterday. And we kind of alluded to it 45 minutes before we opened this morning. I'm seeing a lot of red ink on my futures. How about you? There is a lot, a lot, a lot of red ink this morning, Dave. We got the Dow down a half a percent. And that, that's a big number these days. It's like $174. Uh, we got the, the S&P 500 down nine-tenths of a percent, $40. And the tech sector up one or down 1.6% this morning. It's 239 almost $240 a day. That's a big deal um, the coming off the index. That's the one that scares me the most of the three because that indicates they're really watching the bond yields. Yeah, and then we got the VIX. The S&P 500 VIX is up 6.5% this morning. Well, poop. Yeah. So looking at the commodity side of the coin, we are still seeing a lot of red ink, though, Dave. Uh, we've got uh, gold, the lowest I've seen it in a while. It's down one point, almost 1.4% at $1,728 uh, an ounce. Silver is just taking a bath again today, down almost 2.5% to $22.12 an ounce. The only thing green is what we don't want to be green, and that's crude oil up three quarters of a percent to $76 a barrel. Yeah, that's even higher than it was yesterday morning when I was doing it. And Brent crude, the premium stuff out of the North Sea, it peaked over $80 a barrel overnight last night. Thankfully, it's come down off that a little bit, but still, yeah, yeah. It's, it's crazy. <laughs> 
It's still El Stinko. For some reason, the Asian rent was relatively happy, which is surprising because the authorities in Hong Kong are starting an audit of their banks to find out how much exposure they've got to the Evergrande mess in China. I figured that would rattle them, but the Hong Kong exchange was up by over a full percent. Rest of the rim generally flat to up by a little bit. Europe is off midway through their day in response to our futures. Philip, that's... uh, a weird time in finance because we're watching overseas events that are affecting ours to go along with our own. How do I get a hold of you to stabilize my retirement funds? Dave, it's a great time to get a second opinion on portfolios. They can give us a call at 863-382-0037. Check out our website at statlerfinancial.com. And then join us this weekend for the Statler Financial Radio Show, 6 a.m. and noon on Saturday, 10 a.m. Sunday morning on Highlands News Talk, 730. Which, by the way, big news since you left town, is also on 95.3 FM now as well. Oh, cool. Okay. We got a a second station up there, huh? Yep. Didn't think you'd mind hearing about that. It's on the air on 95.3 and AM 730. Philip, thank you so much, and I'll catch you in the morning, all right? I mean, you have a great day. Thank you, and welcome back. It's 105.7 Light FM and Statler Financial Services. Philip Statler. Hey, folks, it is great to be back in the office today. I hope that your week is going well, and I look forward to seeing you and speaking to you soon. Take care. Until tomorrow. Bye now.